This is Teresa. You're listening to You Can Tell Me Anything. This is the podcast where comedians confess something they've never told anyone before. I'm very excited today because I'm back in Los Angeles. I was traveling for a bit and I have a very special guest. Um, She's so funny. She has a Comedy Central digital series coming out with um, Deborah DiGiovanni, who's also very funny. We got to get her on sometime. Um, There's no name yet, but look out for it on Comedy Central Digital coming out July 12th. It's Steph Taleb. Hi. Hello. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm at a weird angle. Okay, wait. Here we go. Really? Uh, the stand. <laughs> you got the stand going. It's truly, I know. The my. I was telling Steph earlier before we recorded, but my sister, Jen, who, um, shout out to Jen, who helped edit some of these episodes, uh, was just like, Teresa, you move too much. So I, And some of you guys listening have commented on it, so I know she's right. It's one of those things when it's like it's when your twin sister is like telling you something. It just took me so long oh, to listen. I didn't think you're a twin. Yeah, we're twins. Oh, that's fun. I'm older by two minutes. Um, oh wow. No, and she's Do you usually brag about right. that a lot? <laughs> no, it's an insecurity. I think she always was like slightly smarter than me in school and like always got better okay. grades and just seemed like it must be the illusion. But when you see someone who looks almost just like you and they, they seem like they're getting everything, mm-hmm. um, and they just, even though I'm sure we're, we're both struggling in my mind, I was like, how come she understands everything and is smarter than me? Hmm. Like I always felt inadequate as a kid. I don't know, but I think it, some of it has obviously trickled in. Because as an adult, I'm like, you're telling me to do something. That's probably right, but I'm gonna resist. <laughs> but anyways, here we, we, we here we are. Here we are. I have a stand. Everything's great. Everything's great. You listen to her. That was great. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Uh, I like to start uh, every episode by asking my guests for a good confession as a way to just get to know you. Do you have something good you'd like to confess? Well, I, I just I just mentioned to you. I'm I'm getting a golden retriever. I feel like that's a good confession. It I mean. Is. I know it's, I'm not adopting, no one kill me, I'm not (laughs) rescuing, I just like, as my first dog, I want to like train her from scratch and be like, yeah, you know, it's my baby, I want, it's my, I don't think I'm going to have kids, I've decided that really recently, I'm like, so this is like my baby, so I want. And you grew up with dogs. I grew up with two Goldens, yes, and our last Golden was like, really affected our family when she died last May, it's been a year. And we Aww. still all cry over her like a psychopath. Like if I even look at a photo of her, I'll just start bawling. I'm like, what am I doing right now? Aww. Yeah, and I wasn't there when she died. My parents FaceTime me. Oh my you know how hard God. it is to watch? So <laughs> no, oh. not from like, not when they While put her down. Di- oh, no. no, but oh, like right down. before they put her down, they like opened the trunk and I just saw her lying in the back. I was like, no. <gasps> and I was like, I'm, I know it was really, <laughs> it was really <laughs> awful. But now I'm like, I'm not over it. And I want, I want a golden. That's like, some of the saddest, like, because it's like. Uh, yeah, I understand why dogs have to be put down, especially when they're older, to be put out of pain. But mm-hmm. just the how pure the like the face of dogs are, Ugh. and they don't know. They have no idea. That's the problem. The it's the not knowing. Part. I know. It's I the wish not knowing. Just be like, I just had a conversation with him, yeah. and he knows, and everything's cool. Mm-hmm. He said his goodbyes, but no, they're just no. like, ha, 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 what's up? Yeah, it's it was quite sad. Oh, man, well, I'm sorry. Um, it's fine. I might cry now. It's fine. No, well, I had rabbits when I was um, a kid, and I went to college, and then they... This happened to my sister. Well, my sister had one, and I had one, and mine had a lot of stomach issues, so she died earlier, but the guy one that my sister had named Dumpling lived for a long time, so we went to college, and my parents mm-hmm. still took care of him, and he got very old, so it was, like, not sad, but I think he was, like, nine years old for a rabbit, which That's is old. a lot. But he, uh, went, she came home once for break, and then he like just went over to her and sniffed, and then like then he died. So it's like, oh, uh, goodbye. Yeah, he literally was like, I think waiting for her to come home. Oh, <laughs> that's, that's so, so sweet. sad and I cute. Know. And I it's can't. Like, yeah, but animals are great. I'm so happy for you. I'm very happy. Like, <laughs> the second I decided to do this, I have not stopped smiling. Oh, well, how yeah. how soon did you? Or was this, is this recent? Yeah, very recent. Because okay. I'm like, I'm living alone now yeah. in a house that's, I've had a flood in my house February 2nd. My kitchen that's flooded. Right. Oh my God, yeah. you had a crazy flood. I've had no kitchen f- since February oh 2nd. My God. It is May, what is it, 18th? Three and a half months. It's wow. been really annoying. Like This it, is like, the same house you're living in? Yeah. Oh my so God. So I, you can't, can't make coffee. I have no fridge. I have no fridge. No. I have no stove. So like every single <laughs> meal I've been eating out, like it, you don't realize how annoying that is until you don't have anything. So I spent so much money on food. Um, but now I've been sleeping alone and my house is like a war zone. It looks like, you know, the scene when E.T. is sick and he's all like quarantined <laughs> off. That's my house. Like every doorway has like oh plastic to get into it. So I'm like, it's scary at night. It's, and it's so empty in some of the rooms. Yeah. So it's like really echoey. And my fridge now, I plugged it back in. It's making crazy sounds. It sounds like someone's like turning a key to get in the house. So I'm like oh freaked out. So I'm like, I, every night I have a hammer under my pillow. I'm like, what am I going to do with that? You I'm just going to swing. Yeah. I have a hammer under my pillow and I have my mace and my like 
in my drawer with my vibrator and I'm like scared to even use it because I'm scared I'm gonna grab the wrong one. Anyways, this is my, <laughs> as a side note, but I'm like scared as shit to sleep alone now because I'm like on the main floor and yeah. I've noticed that I'm in Little Armenia, which is a fine area, but like oh, my- Oh yeah, but um, it can be sketchy around there. You can, there's a homeless guy living on my street who scares me, um, but my windows don't have any bars on them. Uh-huh. on the main floor and most do in LA so I'm like just scared that one oh, guy's man. just gonna punch a window and come in and I'm like and I sleep pretty soundly I shouldn't yeah. be saying this hey Rob if you want um, <laughs> there's nothing in there yeah <laughs> there's nothing in there but then a dog I feel like I'll be yeah safe and dogs when, cause they'll bark they'll when bark once they hear something like I just I can't say I'm the nothing yeah yeah oh well, that's really yeah. nice I'm excited I got yeah I got my dog uh, almost on accident I've been wanting to get a dog for a while but like not like not you know when you have like a want that's in the back of your head like it's yes. not like a true like I'm, a, I'm gonna pursue this I feel like that's most of my wants. I'm just like, I'll say that I want this and do nothing to get it. Uh-huh. And that was that for like years. I was like, I want to get a dog. And I just say it whenever I saw a dog thinking like, well, one day it'll happen. Um, but then my friends asked me to dog sit for them and they also had a foster. So I had to take the foster to an event and the foster and I didn't like, it was a cute foster, but you know, we just didn't click. So I yeah. wasn't like, I want to adopt this foster. I think they were also maybe trying to get me to yes, they're they're like, like, Hey, take the foster. Got a foster. Okay. Yeah. But then uh, at the end of the event, someone dropped off my dog, Wushu. Um, he had a different name, which we won't talk about. <laughs> <laughs> he might get confused. Uh, yeah, but he. But I was like, who is that? And then the um, rescue uh, organizer was like, oh, they just dropped him off. He needs like a foster home, but he's like not trained at all. He's very young. Oh, really? um, are you interested? And I was like, he's so cute. I'll take it. Like it just felt, I felt a connection right yeah. away. And then two days later, I was thinking I'll foster him and decide. But two days later, I think they do this to pressure you. But two days later, they were like, someone's interested in him. So have you decided yet? And I was like, I'll take him. I'll take him. Oh, <laughs> two days in. Wow. They I really, know. I yeah. thought it would, I'd get more time. But but he's great. I trained him. Uh, yeah. So. It's the training that I'm like, I might get my dad to come down. Yeah. Because our last two Golden Sea trained and like both of them never wore even a leash. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like they were like insane like i like they walk <laughs> beside you and, and like we lived in the city Aww. and like busy streets the dogs would just wait beside you and the second you said cross they'd run across the street like it was crazy i need yeah maybe your dad can train my dog he's not that good <laughs> my dad's like a bulgarian dog whisperer i swear to god i don't know what it doesn't hit them or anything like he just is like stern enough where they are scared but they listen yeah, yeah. well that's the big thing i've been learning because i've been doing these sessions with him uh, with a trainer is that it's not actually about scaring them it's really just about rewarding them and yeah. they want you to be happy so it's about like mm-hmm. kind of capturing the times they do something good and letting them know you like it. And then they just eventually like, Oh, well I just want to make you happy. Yeah. Yeah. But that's uh-huh. really nice. Um, I have a listener confession. We don't get these every week. So I wanted to read this one. Some, sometimes I get them from listeners and I really enjoy them by the way. So if you're listening and you have something to confess, uh, feel free to, you can message me on Instagram at tell me anything pod, or you can, there's a phone line. I got a message. Uh, yeah. Three, two, three, three, eight, eight, three, five, two, one. But here's the one. This one was from Instagram. Okay. I won't read your name. The confession is, my confession is that I believed around the age of 13 that I could use deodorant to mask any smell. I once spread it on the living room walls, hoping to hide any odors from masturbation. Ooh, living room walls. (laughs) Well, there's a lot of science here that you've missed. I (laughs) I was like... I think think this person was trying to create like a cocoon of smell. Oh, I see. I see. uh, Yeah, I don't think masturbating smells bad but there is yeah. that episode of pen 15 where the mom walks in on her masturbating and she goes well she's just like it smells like tofu or something i don't but oh but, okay but i think it's just like a like a cheap joke i feel like i don't know usually you unless you're like it. 10 hour long masturbation session yeah it's a long that's a long <laughs> you're probably time. not I've, I've never really smelt it but that is maybe you have to wash your <laughs> bits more if you're if that's yeah. smelling. That could be that smell. It could be like a thirteen year old paranoia though. Yeah. I could see that. Being like, Oh my god, they're gonna know the shame Yes. Of the walls. The deodorant I do the only place you can use deodorant, uh, ladies, rape between your thighs if you don't want them oh, to rub yeah. before I go for runs, I do that. And oh, it helps. Oh, that's smart. Yeah. You don't get chafing. I tried to use uh, my sister gave me this like rock crystal thing of salt or whatever it's I've called. heard the rock salt yep yeah rock salt is cute it's like a block of it looks like a crystal and she was like use this it's better for you and then i like did it for a week and i stopped it could well because you have to do it right out of the shower it has to be wet and oh, it's, it's just okay it's not really that much more complicated but i think old habits just die hard and is it i feel like st- I've, I've used like tom's deodorant natural stuff in like 20 minutes i stink yeah it's not i just don't feel as comfortable going out into the world like knowing i don't but here's the weird Scraping thing a rock on your <laughs> time to go i i found this out recently that there's a gene and i don't have this but in some asian people i think a lot of korean people have it where you just don't 
sweat in your armpits and so they don't need deodorant but oh, because wow. of capitalism a lot of american koreans don't know this so they've just been using yeah. it yeah but they don't need it at all. And no matter how much you use it, it won't affect you. Have you tried? Have you tested it? No, I definitely, uh, I definitely sweat. Okay. <laughs> like, okay. Let's For test sure. This. Yeah. No, no. I, I don't, don't need to test it. Uh, many, uh, many a dance class have taught me. Okay. Yeah. Uh, growing mm-hmm. up that you I used sweat, to, yeah. so my feet used to smell too. I was get so self-conscious. I'd put coffee grounds in my shoes. Because it's like I would go to dance class yeah, for like out five hours yes. and then go straight to choir and then like not take a shower, which, you know, probably I should have, but I was like 11 and then i'd be like oh my god i can smell my feet in choir and i'd just be so self-conscious oh fuck no <laughs> i used to wait, wait, what dance did you take um i did like studios so i did like jazz ballet hip-hop okay. lyrical all that were nice. you a dancer i highland danced my whole life oh scottish my gosh. dancing yeah wait what scottish dancing wow. yeah like with the bagpipes and the kilts that's so awesome uh-huh. my mom is a teacher still so i dance from 3 to 18 is it like a river dance yes it's like river dance but i say it's turned out so okay. instead of having like your feet yes, facing yes, forward yes. your knees and everything are all turned out to the side and there's like constant hopping and your arms are up to the side instead of down wow mm-hmm. i gotta see a video of this there's a lot on there <laughs> not of me I, I keep those away from the internet there's the, probably the one thing that's of me that's not on the internet but oh my yeah gosh. um yeah i want to hear more about your um childhood so you grew up in canada mm-hmm. canada i danced my whole life were that you religious everything. or were your, no. was your family religious my no we only went to church because my mom taught highland dancing at this church oh, in wow. this room so my grandma forced us to go just big we got to make it seem like we like church and we didn't we just went for the <laughs> buttered raisin bread uh after sunday school yeah i didn't i my mom and dad never went to church my dad's mom bulgarian she's very religious though uh-huh i was baptized uh greek orthodox oh okay yeah and that those photos look horrific it's like me as a child bawling my eyes out butt naked i'm like why Aww. did they do this to me i'm like this doesn't seem normal like in a giant tub. Oh they just yeah, dip you. they just dip you in water. Yeah, and they like it's a lot of dipping, and it's an aggressive dip. It's not just like a like little light. Like with Christians, they just like put it on your head or something, like a little drip. Yeah, this is like full naked, what? dunking you in this like tub. As a baby? Yes, it didn't look good. Do babies drown ever? I don't. Maybe I don't want to Google that. No, I don't either. I, I feel like that's gonna <laughs> that get you down. Awful. Yeah, it's it also. I wonder if it's like almost a forced religious experience. I, I mean, for babies, you don't probably can't really remember it but like adults and even um like you know kids who can remember like the idea of like feeling like you're drowning and then coming to the light yeah it's almost like this feeling of like we're gonna make you create this like arbitrary moment of like being saved yeah and then so you're like i'm reborn yeah i never thought of like that that's exactly what it is and that's terrifying i hear that a lot i mean i don't uh i'm not religious now but i've like gone in and out of search i feel like i i've dabbled in uh searching in my life less now that I've started comedy but I just was very lost for a long time so I would like sometimes go with my friends who are very religious and seem happy who are always like come with me come with me I'm like okay I'll come you seem like you know it all and then I'd go and it would never feel right but one time I went to um a church and the pastor was it was one of those like rock star ones and he was talking about how he used to do heroin and all this stuff and he found God when he was like one day like just you know tripped out of his mind in a in a bathroom puking in a toilet just like in a shitty bar and he like looked up and heard god and i'm like that is for sure a drugs but also (laughs) be like you can't that's the acid hitting (laughs) but also you can't just be like it's all these stories you hear from people who are like i hit rock bottom and then i saw god it's like there's a psychology in that of course when you've hit rock bottom anything beyond that you're gonna be like i was saved yes like you're not gonna be at your wedding like the happiest moment of your life i do and then see god that's never happened that doesn't well yeah yeah uh, right? I don't know, I'm like thinking about like, like spiritual no but you're right I think it tends to be more like yeah like I anytime you're like about to die or anything yes. like that where you're like if only I can get out of this and I'll believe in God yes and then you get out of, of course you yeah. attribute that because you want mm-hmm. to cling on to any sort of control that you it wasn't just arbitrary that you yes lived. exactly but yeah I, but I kind of feel like dunking babies in water is like that they're like trying to create this like memory of like yeah well, and then you were saved like the first time I was like really and uh, yeah it, the photos i'm beat red and like oh shrill my, my mom said she can still hear my crying from that like day oh, it was like echoing in the whole church i did i'm like thank god i don't remember it i keep joking now but like i wish they didn't baptize me and i like decided now oh you want this and just got naked from my whole family made them all <laughs> so uncomfortable oh, here you go you want it you guys wanted this here oh you go oh my god i have a creepy uncle though so i couldn't do that um but, <laughs> but yeah no childhood was good toronto was great um yeah i literally dancing was my whole life which is insane because my mom teaches it then my dad would hop out of the competitions and then we would travel for dancing like oh, wow. quite okay. frequently um 
Yeah, so I traveled all across Canada as a kid, and we traveled to like the states a few times. So it was like Dance Moms, but you were the kid of the uh, Dance Moms, teacher. but extremely intense. Because uh-huh. my mom, it was a lot of pressure. Because my mom has uh, one of her students is like still to this day one of the best talent dancers in the world. She, there's like a world championship in Scotland every year. It's like the biggest uh-huh. one. She won it uh, the championship ten times consecutively. Wow! Nobody has ever done it. The most somebody else won it. I think it was two times in a row or three. So she's in the Guinness Book of Records, this oh girl. God. Yeah, for like the... Yeah, so it's like... Yeah, so my mom had this student and then me and my sister who were like, shit. <laughs> like, we, we were good when we were really young and then the second I hit puberty, I was like, my feet were way too big to do anything and I was just like clunky and like all the other girls were like smaller build and like me and my sister were built like freaking linebackers so it was like, <laughs> I don't know, we shouldn't be dancing like when your back is broader than your mom, you shouldn't be dancing. Did you like um, doing it or was it more just because your mom taught it i liked it as a kid and as all my friends are from dancing and yeah. i didn't really have school friends because i was literally i practiced three nights a week sometimes four yeah. and then i would have competitions all weekend so i'd go to dancing competition uh-huh. 6 a.m saturday mornings be with my dancing friends all saturday have a sleepover that night and then get picked up sunday so like, <laughs> it was just my whole life was dancing yeah i mean yeah i, I mean i didn't do um scottish dancing but i feel like the studio system is sort of like yeah. that because you have this competition team and, mm-hmm. and then you're, you're like traveling mm-hmm. and you have these, you have competition season and conventions and all this stuff mm-hmm. It's uh, I in a way, even though it feels so different from comedy, it's like work ethic wise has like really helped in comedy. I don't know if you feel I similar, but just like the literally idea of, like, never thought of that. But yes, it is because it's yeah. like I would every night. Yeah. And then my mom would make me practice if I didn't have lessons. I'd have to practice at the house. I never did. I said I did. But it's the same <laughs> thing. It's like running the same mm-hmm. set. It would be running the same dances over and over and like getting better at them. Oh, my God. And then How you see, and you have your like tribe, but then you also, when you go to competitions, there's like the other studio and, the, and then you sort yeah. of like know the community. There's a similarity with, and then when you travel in comedy, it's kind of like, I find like dancers and comedians and musicians, maybe it's just artists, but the people who travel a lot for their art, like you can kind of go to any city, even if you don't know people there, you'll mm-hmm. you know you can find the scene and yes. there's probably a c- couch you can crash on. There's mm-hmm. people who will welcome you just because they're like, oh, you're a dancer too? Cool. Yeah. Well, like, you know, come take this class on Saturday and then we'll you'll meet people and we'll hang. Yeah, that's exactly it. I have like, so every every year we go to different provinces in Canada. Uh-huh. So I still have friends for every province. So when I go and like do clubs in Vancouver, all my dancing friends still come out and support me. It's very nice. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. So, that, so that's you got to do cool. another thing before comedy. So you have people to come to your shows. Yes. So. <laughs> that's exactly what it is. So. You can't just do comedy. You need to get dancing yeah, yeah, first. Yeah. I yeah. got non-comedian friends. Yes. Um, well, that's really cool. I, I never knew that about you. Mm. Um, but speaking of things I didn't know about you, Steph, is there anything you'd like to tell me? So this confession, I feel like, I, I don't ever, I've never said it to any of my friends because I feel like they would not like it. I think <laughs> I've said it to my sister once and she doesn't believe me or like it. I, I think I'm the best driver out of all of my friends <laughs> and like my family. Like I've realized, because especially being out here like driving, like you drive so much in fucking LA, it's an, a nightmare. I, I don't trust my friends driving. I don't uh-huh. like if anytime we go to town, I offer to drive. I don't want my friends behind the wheel. I need to be driving at all times. So it's not just you think you're the best driver. You think everybody else is a bad driver. Yes. Okay. I think I think majority <laughs> of my friends are so bad at driving and I don't trust them behind the wheel. Like a lot of my friends never drove in Toronto. Okay. And now if someone's trying to drive out here, one person in particular, she should probably not listen to this. I, I never want to be behind the wheel with her. She's terrified. And I can't, I don't trust. And like, I like... I can reverse down a driveway in like 13 seconds. Like I have mastered, like, I think <laughs> I just been, this sounds like cocky, but I'm like, and I'm like really good with directions. So like yeah. if I memorize, if I know where I'm going, I don't need the maps anymore. Like I know if I go there, I can come right back without using anything. Like I just, I don't know what it is. And it's just, it's a really stupid confession, but like, I don't know. I feel like maybe my dad is the only person I think is a better driver than me, but I, I'm convinced that I'm like, well, and then even when I'm driving like in LA, I'm like, I'm the best driver. I'm like, nope, uh-huh. nobody. Obviously, I'm not like, I know I'm not like, this sounds psychotic, but I'm like, I, I don't know. I'm like, there, well, there's something there. Well, is Toronto uh, has good public transportation or, yes, or your friends just don't drive? It oh, does, okay. but I did drive a lot in the city. So I it's got, like a, it's kind of like, you don't have to drive. If you you don't, there. but I got okay. my parents, my parents um, gave me my granddad's car when he passed away when I was uh, 16. So I had a car like I just just to put around in small places, uh-huh. but then we started going like camping, and I'd be the one who drove my friends like long distances. And then when I drove, uh, me and Deb Giovanni drove to Vancouver and back, and I drove by myself like for like two days back. Wow! And I'm like, this is and like there was parts where I was like zoned out to the point for no return that I would like come back in. I'm like, oh, I just drove for three hours and I don't remember what was going on, but I somehow still like maybe <laughs> I have like a special magical skill for driving. Maybe this is crazy. Huh. This does sound insane. 
I know this sounds crazy. But I'm well, like, no, it doesn't. I mean, there's a couple. Th- well, the first thing I think of is um, the. I think it's interesting is the idea that you don't want your friends to drive. So it's not. Mm-hmm. It kind of. I wonder if there's a sense of like needing the control. Like needing I to think be at yes. The there's definitely a sense of control, and I I do have a, a mild anger problem on the road. It's oh, it's okay. quite. Like you, have you ever gotten out of your car and yelled at someone? I did undo my seatbelt two days ago and put my whole torso out the window and yell at a person behind me. Yes, I did because you gave me the finger in the rearview mirror and that pissed me off. <laughs> um, I have chased people off the road for sure. I follow them off exits when I get really upset. Wow. Yes, that's it's uh, it's it's a problem, and I do lean over and honk my friend's horn sometimes which they really don't like when I do that <laughs> like I feel While like my aggression driving. though gets you have to be that aggressive especially in the city so to get around anywhere I'm like I feel like my anger has helped me and I like can get places faster and safer almost because I'm like I'm very aware like yeah. my peripherals very good so I'm very aware to get around people and like well you're like on the offense you're like getting into the key like, yes yes I uh I have I have issues with anger and I've the way that I react is the opposite because I think if I let my anger go, it, it seems like you probably have a handle on your anger. Like you um, let it, you let it come out in an outburst and then it helps and then you yes, move on. Yes. Whereas I sometimes get angry and I can't get out of it. And I think that has to do with, I, I think I have ADHD and whatever I've talked about on the podcast, but I can't get out of emotion sometimes. So what I do now, and I've caught myself doing this the last couple of days because for some reason I've been, well, I probably know why I've been very angry the last few days. Everyone has, and yes. it's definitely bled into yes. my life. And I've caught myself feeling so angry on the road for like little things if someone cuts me off. And I literally had to tell myself like, I'll get angry and then I'll go, let it go. And then it's just like, you know, cold turkey instance, like just a race Yeah. Because if I let myself feel angry, I think I, it, I get scared. I can't get out of it. But the, so now I'm, when I'm on the road, I literally have to just be like, let it go. Let it go, Teresa. Like, and I just let it go. But I don't know if that's good either because I wonder if it's just like building up. If you're just, yeah, if you're just <laughs> saying let it go. <laughs> like, I, think I, I think I bundle up most of my anger until I am in the car. I think everything that is going through every part of me, like comedy and everything stress-wise, yeah. the second I get in that car, that's like my way of releasing it because I'm by myself yeah. and I say some pretty horrific shit in that car. Like uh, Sometimes I'm like, if anybody ever heard the stuff I yell at people, like, it's not good. It is mean. <laughs> it is scary. Like sometimes I like viscerally like saying shit that's so bad it's bad it's there's a lot of things i say that i shouldn't be saying in cars anyways no one can hear it but um <laughs> you're like scared it's not like Except racist for, or no, 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 no 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 it's <laughs> like i do say the f word a lot not fuck the other one and oh, i don't okay, know why yeah. i don't even it like it just comes out it just comes out when i'm driving and i'm like i can't it's not even tw- it's just like i not towards anybody of the it's just it's bad i need to stop anyways like, that car's sucking that other car's dick what no. yeah like no. <laughs> i gotta like i gotta stop um but i think i just that's my way of like and every little thing uh-huh. every person who even like looks at me like what's this fucking guy looking at? like i just every i comment <laughs> on every single part of the road and i think it like i think it does help in a weird way get my anger out yeah i mean i think everyone needs an outlet it is uh cars to me like i used to have i, I think this is common but i used to have a recurring dream as a kid before i knew how to drive that i'd be behind a wheel suddenly and then i didn't know how to drive and oh, it was and a like, lot of anxiety and i oftentimes like it would not it would not end it would just i would just kind of wake up it'd be like oh my god i'm driving towards the pool and then i'm like what do i do yeah i don't know if you ever had this before uh oh, is this a common thing i'm like I now that think i think so, about it, I'm like no. maybe I'm it's like, not I've a never common thing yeah. <laughs> like, no, i no. thought it was common because it happened all the time um but i i attribute driving to needing control because in my mm-hmm. mind i was like i think this means in my life i didn't feel like i had control mm-hmm. and so that's why i would have these dreams but in real life, it is that feeling. I think it is that because it's like it's the one thing you can control because mm-hmm. you're behind the wheel. This is you. You are the one that's, you know, in control 100 yeah. percent at that point. Except for when things outside do something that you yes. don't want. And then so you get really mad because it's yes. like this is not how I wanted things to go. Yeah. And it's like, well, why isn't everybody focusing as much as you're focusing on this yeah. specific thing? And it's like I just out here, too, you're just stuck in your car for so long that I think it's just mentally absorbed into my head so much. I just think about driving. I'm like, coming here, I'm like, oh, I gotta leave early. I have to, you know, and like everything's just calculating at what point you're in your car in the day, uh-huh. which is like so annoying because I would never dealt with that when I was in Canada at all. I was like, take the subway, it's fine, whatever. But now it's just like constantly thinking about being in the car. I don't know. It just sounds So do you stupid. like driving? Or you I just do. think you're good at it? I do okay. like it. I do, I do like it. <laughs> I think I, I've been in one accident once when I was 18. I rear-ended a guy 
uh, and it was his name was Timothy Chuck Chuck. I thought you were going to say Chalamet. Name. I was like, whoa, Timothy <laughs> Chalamet. Was um, no, and I it was like sixteen hundred dollars, and I did not have the money. I was actually on the way. I was driving away. I got fired from a job. I was driving there to pick up my last check, and then oh, I rear-ended this guy. Oh no! It was very annoying. Um, yeah. Anyways, I haven't been in an accident since then. I've been hit out here a couple times. Ugh. Um, I just I don't know what it is. I feel. I just feel like maybe I don't trust. Uh, sometimes and I'm like, I know a lot of friends who've gotten car, like big serious car accidents. I'm like, I just don't think I trust my my life in the hands of people who I'm huh. like, they're kind of distracted to when they're driving. I'm like, I, I, I can't have this. Oh, that bothers me so much. I've been in cars with people where they're on their phone texting and I'm like, I can't have that. And no. I don't want to like, but see, I, I, I'm like, a, I should just say something. But instead, I'm like, I, I think I grew up with a mentality of like, Oh, like I, I feel like it won't be cool to say something, which is dumb because now as an adult, I'm like, nah, you could just say a thing, but I'll, I'll just never say something, and someone, I'll be like, then why is that person texting? Or sometimes I'm like, I'm yeah. on the road, or it's green. Like yeah, I'll yeah, do that a lot. Yeah, like, yeah, it's yeah. green as like a way to be like, you're not paying attention. Yeah, and I also, I don't ever drink and drive. Like I, mm-hmm. I have like maybe once in my life, literally once, and I was like never do it again. But out here, people go have a couple pints and they're driving. I'm like, I don't want to be in a car with anybody who said anything out here. Because, like, yeah. I don't, the whole, like, DUI thing, I'm like, I'm not okay with that. And there's so many fucking comics out here who I've had several conversations with where I, like, there's one person who I've talked to so many times. I won't book him on my show because I don't want him coming and drinking and then driving. I don't want that as, as my yeah. responsibility. And I'm not even joking. Like, that's a, that's a real person that I've, I've talked to several fucking times about it. And I'm like, it makes me really upset. I'm like, because you're putting everybody in danger. It's so fucking stupid. Just don't take an Uber. I don't know why people aren't like, it's it's such a dumb thing that we even have to keep talking about. But I'm like, yeah. I don't trust. Like, you go to a show, there's like two drinks. Sometimes I'm buzzed off of two drinks. Mm-hmm. Who knows what I ate that day? Well, I don't just, like, yeah. and then now you're, now you're driving me home. What the f- I don't fucking want that. Even like, well, some people, I think weed also affects people differently, but I don't drive when I'm high but people I know people who smoke a all the time lot. and they smoke a lot and but then it, drive. it probably I mean I'm just gonna benefit the doubt believe that it just affects people differently because for me I'm like oh I'm like high like when I smoke I'm high and I'm like I couldn't operate machinery but then some people are like I'm always high and every, yeah everything's fine but I definitely it scares me a yeah. little bit <laughs> I can drive a little high like I, but if it's if I'm at the point where I'm like it's something I, I I'll leave my car I'm like I, can't I did do this. it once and it, everything felt like a video game and that's when I was like oh this is bad because it was yeah. like I mean I had con- like it was a kind of thing where it's like I I'm very focused so I knew I was gonna get home but everything felt fake like yeah so I was like that's not good because you know it's just a matter of like oh this feels fun I could just be yeah. on my wheel mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. whoops I'm dead yeah that's <laughs> it's it's very. And especially out here, I, I see people in their cars just smoking huge blunts. I'm like, oh my God, what are we doing? Jesus. Yeah. Well, that's kind of a lame confession. I know no, that, I but I'm like, I lame. just, I don't know. I, and my anger problem is so bad in the car that right now, um, my steering wheel, like it's a Ford escape <laughs> and the Ford sign is dented in. Oh my God. Like badly. Like I have punched that. Really? Oh, You're like bad. punching your oh, car. Oh, it's bad. Wow. I think I need therapy. <laughs> I think have you ever a, gone to therapy? No. And I, I, all my friends are telling me that I need to. I don't think it's on anyone to tell you that, I, but that's not nice of them. They're probably saying that like no, it helped them. Nice. And I know, yeah, I, I know, yeah. I do, but I just keep putting. No, it I, off. I just think I remember growing up, like in the '90s, when people said you need therapy, it was this like derogatory thing. And now I feel like I'm. I always spread the gospel of therapy because I started going to therapy as an adult, and it really like changed everything for me. And so I'm always like, go to therapy; it's really great. But I think there is still some of that old world mentality in some places where people are like. Oh, don't tell me I need to go to therapy. But usually I'm just like, everyone should go to therapy. You should start before you, there's anything wrong. Yeah. Um, then there would be less wrong later. Yeah, I think that's what it is. I just need to know. <laughs> I just need to drive myself there in a calm manner and, uh, and get there. Yes. <laughs> that's so funny because uh, I used to, I don't think this will ever happen, but I've literally been like, I feel like people would drive better if like you were allowed, like cars were like bees, like you were allowed to like, just like, Hit, ram into one car like one time and like everybody would be fine yeah like and your car would be fine you wouldn't get you know if everyone had that once because then, then would everyone be nice. would be driving like a little bit more scared because mm-hmm. you're like you don't know if the person behind me has, still has their one As time one hit. <laughs> yeah that that's actually a very good idea or there should be like uh honks that don't just honk but are like excuse me or like something just yells yeah. a rude thing very rude i would uh <laughs> yeah or i would like to like the road rage out here so bad though. i would like to punch one person just get out in the middle of traffic. Everyone can see me just go to their window, just punch them. 
it's too much. She again, it's the it's, anger again. <laughs> the anger it's road rage. I watched a, uh, it, when I learned how to drive, they showed us a video about road rage, and I still have the image in my mind because they're like, you know, don't don't piss people off on the road because you never know when someone's like gonna have road rage. And the video they showed was this guy getting out of his car with a baseball bat, like. Like so mad because yeah. he got cut off, and I was like, "Oh no!" So yeah, scary. it's bad. And out here too, like a lot of my friends, when they're driving me, they get kind of scared because my road rage can't get out of control. And they're like, "They could have a gun." I'm like, "That's actually very true." Like that—that's the one thing that well, freaks me not, out. Oh yeah, but I don't like I, that might not happen. But like, if I <laughs> piss somebody off enough, I'm also thinking of getting a vanity license plate, which <laughs> I probably shouldn't. <laughs> what would it say? Um. Well, I, a, a while ago I posted this thing. I like put my name into Wikipedia. Uh-huh. Steph Tolev and then it said I pressed enter and it said did you mean step oh, toilet oh yes I saw th- yes so that was <laughs> the funniest thing that I've ever seen in my life so I'm gonna get S toilet as oh my, my god <laughs> and also just because I think it's hilarious to be cut off in traffic and me flipping S- the finger and then S toilet is kind of, that's so <laughs> annoying that's such a stupid thing but I'm like people are gonna be able to find me way better if I cut them off I know people act differently in cars because if uh, you're talking about if someone had a gun but if cars had guns like if you could fire a oh, gun yes. from your car, no, peop, everyone would be dead. Every single person. <laughs> I, like the horn was a gun and, the, yeah, and then, like a bullet like, shot out. Yeah, give a shit. Because it's like yeah. a, kind of anonymous, mm-hmm. but everyone's different. Like you're just different when you're in your car. Like are you like that in real life? Do you yell at people and get mad when you're, if someone pisses you off? I do. I'm pretty aggressive. But I, I honestly think that like now that I'm really thinking about all this like built up anger stuff that you were saying too, but I'm like, I think I just let it all build up until I get in the car and then like uh-huh. that's the release to take it out because I'm like, I know I'm alone. And I know I can yell as loud as I can. Like, there's been times in traffic where I am yelling so loud and then I'll kind of catch myself and start laughing and then I'll look over and see somebody in their car like laughing at me. And I'm like, oh, this is crazy. Like <laughs> I look completely insane. I just feel like out here too, and I've said this before and I, I really think it's real. Nobody, like a lot of people came from places where they didn't drive. Yeah. And now they're here and they're 35 learning to drive. And it's like, of course you're going to be scared. Like, yeah how long have you been driving for like when did you start since i was like 15 and a yeah. half yeah exactly so like i, I grew feel up like, in california yeah yeah i feel like people when they start younger they're like just it's just a it, you can tell you can just yeah. tell on the road they're not as like like, you, like deb yeah. deb doesn't drive uh-huh. and she wants to start driving I'm like deb's in her 40s mm-hmm. and she's scared i'm like yeah you can't just start now you're oh, you're, yeah. you're freaked out it's scary and you're also honestly more aware of like the realities of driving yes which are actually smart to know but i think there's a there's like a grace in being a little dumb when you're young because you are willing to take more risk when it's actually not that risky because yes. you're like driving local or whatever. And so then you get comfortable and then it's fine. Like I probably drove shitty as a teenager, but it was like safer because it was the suburbs and whatever. Mm-hmm. And I also didn't think too much about the consequences. But now as an adult that I was learning to drive, I'd be like, oh, I'm like everyone knows someone who's died from yeah. an accident. Like we are more aware of like the stats and stuff. So I think you drive with more uh, fear. Yes. That's like rooted in reality, but then it makes it harder to learn. Yes. And it's harder to get over that. Like at this age, that's all you think about. I think about that. That's true with like comedy too. Like when, I don't know. uh, When did you start stand up? Um, Well, I started comedy when I was 18. Okay. So like you started pretty young and like there's a, there's like a, I I think there's a benefit when you're young because you don't, really know how good or bad you are and you just like the thing so you just do it and for me like I remember I didn't start that early but I started like in my uh, 20s and I remember just like not really realizing I was bombing yeah and I think that's good uh as in your first two years like it's good to Mm -hmm. not really realize you're bad because otherwise you'd never continue um, like I wasn't bad, yes. but like, I don't want to be like, I was awful, but like, you know, obviously the, um, most of us who are still doing it had something early on that kept us going. That was like, yes. there's some potential, there's good writing and mm-hmm. you're getting laughs. But you know, I, I didn't, I, w- I didn't understand that I was like, you know, holding myself on stage wrong or I was saying the wrong yeah, transitions, yeah, yeah. things like that. And it wasn't until I got better that I noticed all the shitty things I used to do, but I didn't know it when I was doing it. And I think that's a key to learning. Yes, otherwise yes. I would have just been so stuck on like oh i can't like touch my hair instead of just like i need to write a joke yeah yeah I don't know. there's just some people who are like so haven't gotten better though oh yeah yeah, yeah i'm saying like <laughs> your yeah, first like, year you get the grace of like i think that's like a growth year that's yes. like you could you just you should just be writing like you shouldn't really worry too much about like auditioning or submitting to showcases no there's like, a lot like i i'm at a really weird point with that with comedy right now when i'm seeing people who are much younger than me like complaining they're not showcasing or complaining <laughs> like they're not getting this and that i'm like you've been 
fucking doing this for two years. Don't fucking oh like. My God, I yeah. didn't showcase for just for laughs until I was five years in. Yes, same. And this I think is my I first asked, year I did it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. Uh, yeah. I guess six years in, but yeah. And I like yeah. I asked, and the first I think the first time I, got, I was like, she's like, no. I'm like, okay, that's upsetting. I'm like, what the fuck? And I was like, no, I'm not good enough. I'm not yeah. ready. And all these people who are like two, three years in, I'm like, get a fucking life. That's really the right time. Like five years when you're less than a year in sounds like a long time. But then when you're at five years, you're like, this is like the right amount of time to f- call yes, yourself a comedian. I think so. And I'm like, I also think, and this is like, you know, there's a lot of people who are getting a lot when they're young and they only have like a maybe solid seven and they're like, you know, why aren't I getting this? And they're pushing themselves to go forward. I'm like, <laughs> if something happens and you get pushed forward, you're not going to be able yeah. to sustain that. It's going to die because you have fucking seven minutes. Yeah. Just because your seven minutes is killing doesn't mean you're fucking like, I'm just really, I, I need to like get over it. But I'm like, I can't stand when somebody like that's been doing comedy for two, three years is like either getting booked a crazy amount like more than me. It's like upsetting me. I'm like, why did I put all this time into it? Yeah. Like, why do I have two albums out? What's the fucking point? But it'll show in the long run. Cause that's I, I think yes. there's sometimes people do, I mean, Hollywood and everyone, I guess has a fascination with like wonderkins and youth. Yes. And so when you get and a that, young comedian yeah. who's got potential and they're like, pretty good like and attractive yeah they push them but at a certain point it's a detriment to them because like you said they're not Mm -hmm. building this foundation and so down the road i often see this with people who and some people come out of it um it's me and deb talk about that a lot i think of that a lot like our digital series is about uh kind of like how we're viewed in hollywood like we're viewed as like you know fat women like we are because we're called that constantly and it's like fucking bullshit but it's like if you know it's just it's upsetting to think that like if we had just a different fucking face and body, but the same material, we'd be like in a different spot. It's very, yeah. it's, it's, it's a hard thing to wrap your head around. And I didn't really realize it until I got out here and I'm like, oh shit, I need to either gain a bunch of weight or lose 35 pounds right now. Damn. Is, mm. is Canada like, is it different there? Uh, or did, I mean, I, I know think Hollywood so, yeah. is so everyone knows the way Hollywood, uh, you know representation is. yes canada for, i would say for sure for the comedy side it is not like this like it's, it's more like meritocracy it's, and it's like you're funny you're gonna do well like yeah. that's kind of how it was like deb deb's famous in canada yeah i like, mean she's so funny yeah she's, both right. of you are so yeah, funny. yeah. she's fucking hilarious but i'm like it's just like yeah i i definitely was doing well comedy i'm not saying i'm doing i'm doing fine i'm, not, I'm not, like, whatever <laughs> but i'm like i look at you're people like who the are person like, who i mean i'm sure you know this but i feel like you're someone your name comes up so much like people would just like out of the blue would be like stuff is so funny like well that's so, very nice so um you're you're, you're someone comedians like me that's good no I, I i'm just <laughs> at a we i'm just going through a really weird like i think body image thing with myself right now and i'm just like watching these other yeah. people who are getting things and do things and i'm like okay and i'm like none of you are like you know slightly overweight or like you're yeah. all like this very attractive very thin very what i don't know the new look that somebody wants I mean, it's like just hard to get past that i'm like why have i been you know, trying so hard and uh, at my comedy, I'm like, should I try harder my looks? I'm like, should I, should I lose a lot of weight right now? Like I'm on a crazy, I'm fasting right now and I want to die. Oh man. Intermittent fasting. Okay. Not like, yeah. Um, I mean, I, I, I'm faint. I kind of know what you mean because I mean, like I, I haven't had that exact same problem, but I've had like with white representation too. Like mm-hmm. sometimes early on, I try not to think about it now too much because it's kind of out of my control. But early on, I remember thinking like people who are kind of, had the same experience and time as me were getting pushed further along like white girls or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's always in the back of your head where you're like, Oh, is it cause I don't look like what someone expects to be like yeah. a leading lady or whatever. And so therefore I'm not going in for those roles mm-hmm. or could it just be, uh, you know, I'm not ready, which probably both were true because the, I was comparing myself to people who also weren't ready and were getting opportunities. Yes, that is, that's what's the hardest part. Yeah. I mean, like, I'm doing <laughs> either as well or better than these people. Yeah. And then you're seeing them go and you're like, well, what the, f- like, so then, yeah, there's yes. a feeling of like, oh, I, I also know I want to like just keep building and being funnier. But then you see someone who didn't do that yes. get opportunities. And, and that's, it's hard to get past that. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, I think the, the benefit, um, for people who've been doing it long enough, like you've obviously like established now. So I feel like it's harder in the beginning because you also don't have as much to stand on, but now mm-hmm. it's like, you can be aware and and have that conversation while also being like, but look, I've obviously proven that I'm funny. And it yes. sucks that it took me longer than someone who yes. wasn't as funny as me, but it's but just like, I yeah, it. yeah, yeah. I'm just still, I'm still, even after doing all this, I, I know I sound like it's, it sounds, it doesn't sound petty, but I'm just like, no, I don't think it's, it's petty. Really, it's, it's really frustrating is what it is yeah. when I'm like, you know, I just keep working so damn hard. And then I'm like, okay, when, like, when, yeah. when will there be like a break on this? But it's fine. I, I know. Yeah. And I'm like, I was talking, uh to somebody about 
you know, it is for last night, like comedy, like even when you're getting, like everyone's like striving for the next thing, the next credit, mm-hmm. whatever, whatever. But it's like, even when you get that next credit, you're still thinking that you're not happy. Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, well, because the happiness doesn't come from the thing. It comes right? from within. But and, it, it's, cause I, <laughs> I was thinking that recently. I'm like, I'm like, you know, my, some of my friends are like, what are you complaining about? You fucking are doing this, this and this. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm still not, I'm still not happy. Like I'm getting, I'm, I'm happy when I get the things. Obviously I'm yes. not like, oh fuck, I don't care about that. I'm so proud of myself. I'm so happy. But then I'm like, I get home and I'm like, oh God, I'm still not in a place where I'm feeling. That's why I'm like, I think the dog will help. I think the dog will yeah, definitely help. Yeah, dog will like, help. Very strange to think that like, you know. Well, it's, some of it is um, having a, I don't know if the vision's the right word. Uh, goal. Maybe vision. I'll say vision for now. I think there's a better yeah. word. But the idea of like, if you know what you want, um, then when you get it, you can be happier as yes. opposed to being like, I just want this ab- abstract success. Cause then you start being like, is this success? Is this success? But then when you get these little things along the way that are all very good, they don't feel like anything because you didn't really set a specific okay. want. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know if that resonates at all. No. Yeah. A little bit. I, um, but I remember early on, cause I, when I was like in my first year of comedy, I was dating someone who's a little further along than me. And I remember seeing him go through this and he had, it wasn't even a big thing. It was like within the small community we were in, like a show he really wanted to do. That was like, you know, sometimes there's shows within the com- Like, yes, this was not in L.A., but in L.A. might be like Good Heroin or something. Or like where, or something. Yeah, you yeah were, we're excited yeah, to yeah. do. And, and it, it's a marker that you, the community accepts you. Yes. And I remember the first time he got to do it, he was so excited. Everybody went and watched him. And then after I was walking home with him and he just was like upset. And I was like, what's wrong? That was really great. You had a great set. Yeah. Everyone, and he was just like, I don't know. I just felt like something would feel different and I don't and then I remember that moment Mm. because like I was so early on that I didn't care about any of that stuff yet I was just like let's just keep writing and be better but I remember being like okay noted for noted for when I get here because I I think I will because this person is like you know has been doing the work so I know Mm -hmm. if I do the work I'll probably I don't understand why you're sad but I'll probably be there one day yeah and so I think about that sometimes I'm like okay I do feel that now like sometimes I'll get a thing and I'm like I should be happier it's but really, I don't, I don't yeah. feel f- like I'm still empty and I didn't achieve everything. And yep. so I, I think about that sometimes because I'm like, it's, I don't think it's about the, the markers are good as a way to be like, OK, I'm moving. Yes. But it's not the thing that's going to. No, I think I think what I need to like what we all need to realize is like some who said this, I can't remember what but like it's the journey. Like it's this what we're doing now. This is like what we're going to rem- like look back oh, on later. Sure. Like, but I'm like, it's yeah. hard to think that now. But it's like this is what should be happy. Like seeing yourself yet yeah, getting that next thing. Like that should be what you're happy about. Cause you're like, Oh, I did. I'm a bit further than I was. Or like, yeah. I'm getting like, you know, like just little increments of like, well, we t- you talked about like, being uh, like, you're kind of joking that, Oh, comedians think I'm funny, but that to me has always been, I don't know why. Maybe it's cause I didn't grow up watching a lot of comedy. So all the people that inspired me were just people who I watched when I first started. And, but for me, um, like naming my goal was always like, oh, I really want my peers to like, think I'm funny so like I guess a marker of success would be like if I had a show or something that my friends were talking about yeah which is dumb because that's not how you make money but yeah, that's what I was <laughs> like okay, yeah 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 I was like, but okay. that is like in my mind I'm like like the show like I think you should leave all the comedians love it I'm like that to me if I had a show like that that was also commercially successful yes would in my mind yes. feel like I succeeded that makes um, sense as opposed to having a show well I mean two and a half men made money you know but yeah. I would not so I think yes. to me if I got that feel, people yeah. would be like why aren't you happy but I, I think that's why. So I think naming it sometimes helps because then you're like, oh, the thing that's missing is the thing I really want. Yeah. But I don't know. Sure. I mean, some yeah. of this came out in therapy, so I don't know. Maybe you should yeah. go therapy. <laughs> this is this is helping me more than maybe therapy would. I think this is great. And the dog's helping me. The dog, so fucking cute. I know. The dog really does help. Um, it's insane. I, I say some. I, I just talk to him. He's, he's literally just like a antidepressants I have to keep alive. That's what I that's say. <laughs> but and cheaper because I think uh, and probably healthier. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah, you're not I've never gone on. Yourself. I've considered going on stuff meds before, but I, I'm, I, I get very scared of because I get very affected by um, medication. Okay. Even like when I was taking Vicodin for my wisdom teeth, I would get nauseous. Really I just okay. no, my body just like does just rejects. I think I have a lot of allergies, and I think it must be related where my body just like rejects foreign. Yeah, that's, I think that's good. <laughs> that's a very good thing. <laughs> It's good if it knew how to uh, maintain a healthy level of dopamine okay. and, or whatever it's called. I don't know. I don't. I think it my levels get yeah. off, and okay. then meds are supposed to help that. But then yeah. my body's like, now. 
I don't. I don't ever trust. I've never tried to to put anything in there because I've never been like diagnosed anything. Yeah. But I'm like I just think it's best we keep just the marijuana and alcohol I think so. kind yeah, of flowing can, in there. If you can, yeah, I think it's always better if you can self medicate because. Yeah. Meds. Are, I mean, again, disclaimer. I'm. This is just what's worked for me. Oh yeah, I same. No, no. I, I, oh, oh, there's. I have a lot people. of friends who yes. are doing much better on yes, them, and it's of like, course. Uh, yeah. yeah, they're it, a different person. It helps you manage, yes. and if you can manage without, yeah, I mean, that's. I also recognize that's a privilege, you know, because not everyone can. Yeah. So yeah. So for me, it's it's worked. Although I I've been looking into ADHD medication, because yeah, I think a lot of my moods come from that as well, but. That's a whole nother. Yeah, who knows? Other, yeah. <laughs> just so Maybe there's wrong. an anger pill I can take where I'm not uh, punching <laughs> my steering wheel. I don't even think my um, airbag will work if I get an accident. It's literally, pun- it's probably punctured. I have, oh it's God. bad. It's crazy. Are you like that when someone's in the car? Oh, oh you yeah. said yes because people oh, get yeah. upset. I drove Simon Gibson, Jack Robichaud, and Joanne Chinderley to Chatterbox the other night and they were all like, um, like Simon's been in the car with me before he knew that, but I think Jack was going to like, what the <laughs> fuck? Like, oh, I don't hide it. I don't hide every little move anybody makes fuck this piece of shit like, i'm constantly i can't I like but then I like are it, you though. a good I so are, is that a hmm, okay i don't want to be like so i was gonna say is that a good driving if you're are you like angrily bobbing and weaving or no just yelling no at there's people? no okay. weaving yeah i'm not bobbing and weaving i'm, I'm yelling i do if someone cuts me off i will cut them off back uh-huh. they need to learn a lesson i'm teaching lessons out there i'm uh-huh, i've decided uh-huh. that if i don't if comedy just takes a halt and I don't go anywhere, I'm going to be a driving instructor right here. Wow. Not, or, or, or like the person that has to pass you in the test. That's what I really want to be. <laughs> I really want to be the DMV You're person. You're going to be the um, gatekeeper to oh, the drivers. No one's going to have their license. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely nobody will pass. Yeah. I'll take them into gridlock traffic and be like, okay, get me out of the 101. You have 10 minutes. And then... You know, this is interesting. Uh, this might be just me drawing conclusions, but the conversation we just had about driving and then the conversation about being mad when people are getting things they don't deserve. I feel like there's something related there. There is probably uh, of like yes. wanting to control like sort of other people's experiences because it's, a, but is it really taking away from yours? The, I don't think it is. I, I don't, I don't want it to. Like It is when I see it. Like when I, when I hear people getting things that like, you know, cause I'm just like, I, and it comes down to, this, I know comedy isn't fair. And I know this whole situation, isn't fair, but it's just like, it's just so upsetting when some people have to work so much harder at it. Yeah. And I was like, you know what it was? Fucking Kristen Wiig on Mark Maron's podcast yeah. ruined my life. That pod, have you heard it? No. It is. I don't listen, listen to it. it. No, oh. it's, it's, it's not literally good? about her. Didn't even want to be a comedian. Oh, God. She's randomly, she's going to be an art, she wanted to be an artist, a painter, came down to LA, <laughs> did Groundlings for three months, auditioned for SNL, didn't get it, but then she got on. She didn't even write a fucking sketch three before. She, I think she ended up doing like, it was like a year and a half or something. Oh, Some wow, bullshit. Still very... And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? This person <laughs> didn't. And then she came into a, a restaurant of mine and she was a raging bitch. And I was like, oh, no. oh and then, and you're a piece of shit. So it's like Aww. things like that where I'm like, you didn't even try. You put zero work. In. And she's like, and then I just picture me in like white out snow in the middle of fucking Ontario by myself, driving home from a gig <laughs> for $25 where I'm like almost getting in a car accident, like crying for the whole way home. I'm like white knuckling. And I'm like, so, and I get it. I know that that's like, that's the struggle and that's what it is. But it's like, just sometimes it's just like, come on. Like everyone should go through some sort of struggle to get. But that makes that right. it better when you do get it. Cause I don't know. I, I got, I would have to listen to it to know her whole story. I don't know her story. I don't really know much about her. Honestly, outside of watching her, I don't know mm. if she's a happy person or not, but I, yes, there's I yes. But that's the thing. If you, if you fall into something and everyone tells you you're good at it and that's why you do it. I don't, I don't know if that would make you happy. Like yeah. you wouldn't feel like you got a thing you wanted. It was just, it was just so it. like, yeah, I didn't even, you know, and then I got it. And it's like, some people are just like, it's like, and the way she said it, it just seemed like so upsetting for people like us who've like put so much time and effort into it. And it made it seem like, oh, you don't need to do this. You can just, if you're that good, you can just do it. You know what I mean? But it's like, yeah. no, there's so many talented people who aren't getting that recognition and who didn't get that opportunity to like pay for groundlings classes and like get recognized. And like, you know what I mean? Like there's like so yeah. many funny people who aren't, well, I, you know, I feel that way too because I get frustrated a lot. But the way that this is goes goes back to me being like, let it go, Teresa. What I've told myself is like, it's not fair where we start, right? But it's almost like we get to the, comedy is cool because we even if I I didn't start like Kristen Wiig funny, but I want the same thing she has. I get to make up the difference. Like, yeah, I have to work for it, but it's there, and I can do it. I just yeah. have to work really hard. 
Whereas the, I don't think that's true for everything else. Like, I don't think you, uh, maybe for a doctor, but I don't know. I feel like if you want to be a doctor and you just don't have the goods, yeah, I don't think you just be like, I'll just do it for 10 years. Yeah, and like you kind of like, you got a window and then if you didn't do it, you don't do it. Yeah. But comedy, you can kind of be like, all right, well, I didn't get what this person got when they were born, but I know I want it. Mm-hmm. You're allowed to just keep going and nobody's going to be like, you should stop. I mean, yeah, there's a, obviously we talk about like shitty open micers, but like everyone who's like seriously pursuing it, like, and is being taken seriously and on the, you know, on the road and being friendly with people and actually caring, it might take you longer, but I think everyone is allowed to, is allowed to do that. There's no certain time when someone's like, all right, time's up. Yeah. You gotta no, quit. no, that's, yeah, I do think that too. I just, and I, also Kristen is very, like, very late. Yes. Kristen is very funny. I'm not saying she's not like, I don't know. No, I know what you mean you, though. Just, like, some people who don't want it or, or young yes. wonder kids who are like, I don't know, man. Cause they're so young. They don't yes. even know what they want. And, like, influencers. Like, yeah, I can't. <laughs> I'm like, you just, it's yeah. I saw a girl on a show. Uh, she was really funny. I don't want to say her name because I, I, this isn't a mean thing, but just I don't I don't know her well enough, so I don't want her to be like I was talking about her. But I saw her on a show and I thought she was very funny. She seemed very green, but like had the potential. And my 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 first impression was, oh, I want to. This girl will probably be very funny in like four years, um, because she has like natural presence and charisma. Yeah. So I was curious and I looked her up and she's like very cute and you know attractive. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I looked her up and I'm like, oh, she's got like thirty thousand followers already. I'm like, okay, so I get it. She came through Instagram. Yes. And like she's lucky because she's funny, but like. Mm-hmm. It did make me feel a little bit like, Ugh. and I thought I was like discovering a new comedian. <laughs> and you're like, no, no, they have been. <laughs> but uh, I think she's only yeah. like a year or two years in still for stand up. So I'm like, Ugh, it's all that now. People, yeah, you know? it's crazy. It is crazy. It's just that whole follower thing. I'm like, oh, God. Um, well, thanks for sharing the story. Hey, I shared a lot. <laughs> I, I actually felt like so. that was a great conversation. I think it was. I feel like I actually feel like I've sorted out some things. Oh, wow. <laughs> I feel like that was a light therapy session. Uh, good. You should that's get the, into therapy. You're that's very, what I uh, for. No, yes. I don't want any responsibility or blood <laughs> on my hands. Well, uh, it's too late. No, I, I'm I blaming can't. Blaming us on you. It's in my will. I, I have a quick game um, that, that we play this sometimes on the pod if you want to play. Sure. It's, it's called Rant or Rave. It's very simple. Uh, basically... I just go through a list of things and then you'll either rant or rave about them. Okay. So you, you kind of just take a strong opinion one way or the other. Sure. And they're pretty quick, like mm-hmm. less than a minute each. All right. Ready? Mm-hmm. Real Housewives. Uh, rant. I, yeah. I don't watch any of that kind of stuff. It annoys me. I don't know all the Kardashians and I never will. And I never want to. Milk. Gross. <laughs> we have we had it in bags in Canada. It was disgusting. My dad would always cut a huge hole in the bag and then... All the fridge smell would get. Do you know that we bags no. of Canada milk? Yes, <laughs> we don't have boxes. They're like literally three liter bags, and then my dad would cut a hole so big that all the smells from the fridge would go into it. So when you'd pour like your cereal milk cereal, it would smell like garlic. Oh it was disgusting. Um, the ocean. Brave. The ocean's great. Get dunking in the ocean, like just floating, somehow clears my head, and I feel great. Ocean spray cranberry juice. Very good for UTIs. You should be <laughs> drinking a lot of cra- a lot of cranberry juice. Slam poetry. Oh, bad. I can't. I mean, I'm sure some people like it. I just, I find it very boring and everybody has a weird goatee. Crystals. I, I'm, can I be even ground on that? I don't, yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. really understand. So I, I see how they help people, but I need, they look pretty, but I don't know what, I don't get them. Finding $20 in your winter jacket. Best, that's the best feeling ever. <laughs> Finding an unpaid parking ticket in your summer shorts. That's hilarious because I would never pay it anyways. <laughs> All right, that's it. Thanks for playing. Thanks for coming on the pod. Uh, where can people find you? At Steph Tolev on everything. Yep, simple stuff. Cool, cool, cool. S T E P H T O L E V. Yep. And you can follow this podcast at Tell Me Anything Pod on Instagram and follow me on Twitter at Larissa T. Thanks for listening, guys. Bye.